pretty lonely place, but it doesn't have to be. Here at the Rarely Right Podcast, we want to celebrate stories, authenticity, and discuss life. My name is Ray Schneider, and I'm a counselor who's been partnering with nonprofits for the last eight years to help individuals in high-risk environments get the mental help that they need. And maybe even more importantly than that, be a willing set of ears to listen to their story, to hear both the good, but also the bad, and to encourage them to pick up the pen and be their own narrator, that at any time they can flip the script in their story. And that's what I'm encouraging everyone here to do as well. Your story matters. And no matter where you find yourself in life, you always have the ability to change the narrative. Welcome. Today's podcast, I want to talk about pain and scars and heartbreak. I know that feels a little bit morbid, but here's the thing. If we don't encourage each other to talk about it, then it continues to not be talked about. And if we're honest, we are all walking realities that those three things exist. Not talking about it doesn't mean they don't exist. And if we take it further, what's more important is that those three things matter. Yes, you heard me correctly. I'm telling you that heartache matters and pain matters and not because everyone should have to go through it. I mean, heavens, don't you wish that you you didn't have to or that you could wish it away from other people? That's just not the case. We can't shield each other from pain. But it matters because it reinforces something that we all must know in the depths of our core. And that is... There are things in this world worth fighting for, even if in the end we're left with a few scars. I know a lot of us, myself included, at least my previous self, you know, believe that it's heroic to be numb to heartache, that if we somehow shield ourselves from every feeling, or if we only pour ourselves out halfway, or if we keep people at arm's length, we've somehow been able to cheat the system. But that's really not the case. If we keep people at arm's length, or we never allow ourselves to love again, or if we fail to put hope and trust in another person, or even in ourselves, what we are actually letting win is the wound itself. And what I mean is people don't hold themselves back on a whim, right? We do it because of something that happened to us. We do it because of a wound we carry. I I want you to note that my words are specific here. I'm not saying because of a scar we carry. I'm saying because of a wound. A A scar, if you think about a scar, it signifies that there once was a wound, but it's healed. A scar says that where we've been and what we've encountered in many ways are no longer present, but a wound, a wound is not healed. 
A wound is still bleeding. It still causes us to want to bandage it up and hide it away from each day. And we itch at the scabs when things begin to feel like they are healing. We scratch away that potential. We hide it from the light. And we keep people at arm's length from seeing it. A wound is present and constant. And until we give it proper treatment, it is not going to heal. If never treated, it will remain. It'll get infected and it will grow and it will deepen. And if we're not careful, we will one day begin to convince ourselves that it's okay, but it's not. There's a song uh, from my past that I love that I go to sometimes still when I'm, when I'm going through a hard time or I'm thinking back on a hard time. And it says, heal the wound, but leave the scar. And it's a line I want you to remember as well. See, healing doesn't mean forgetting. You may always see the scar, but it does mean forgiving. Forgiving yourself forgiving your past, forgiving your mistakes, and forgiving others' mistakes too. Forgiveness is, isn't saying what you did was okay. Sometimes we can't get to that place. Sometimes the circumstance doesn't allow for that place. But it does free us from the burden of carrying it around. The real heroes. I think they're the people who say, these are my scars. This is where I come from. And look at me in my story moving forward. That I still believe there is something worth fighting for. That I still believe I am worth fighting for. And that's where I want to start this conversation today. So often in my life, I I bandaged a wound as best as I thought I could. So it was never so much malicious or um, cruel as, as much as it was ignorant and maybe youthful. And, and I would just plow forward. I was the person who numbed myself from things. I was the person who kept people at arm's length. And I want to share a part of my story in hopes that it will open up the lines of communication in your own or someone near you. When I came out, (laughs) um, if you don't know, I am uh, am part of the LGBT community, uh, married to a woman very happily. Um, But when I came out, it it wasn't all roses. In fact, to this day, I still don't talk to my father. And at first, when all of that was going on, I basically was like, well, I don't need him. I'm fine. And I put a bandage on it, and I kept plowing forward. But then things like Christmases would happen, or Father's Day, or someone randomly talking about how wonderful their experience with their father was... And this wound was so infected and so ignored that it would bubble up this rage inside me. 
And this rage, while it was aimed at my father, would be taken out on whoever was around me. And it wasn't purposeful, but it was still my fault. And so I had to work through that. I had to get to a place where I was able to allow the wound to heal, to expose it to the top, to talk about it. I had to get through the pain, not numb the pain. And when I got to the other side, there wasn't a beautiful ribbon at the end of it. That's not the kind of conversations I think we can have. I don't think we should tell everyone that if you get through it, there's going to be this beautiful ceremony at the end. That's, that's not the case for me. I still don't talk to my father, but I don't carry that wound around either. I still have the scar. I was able to forgive in a way that released me from the burden, but I can't forget. How do you forget when someone refuses to come to your wedding? How do you forget when someone literally ignores the better half of you? You can't. But you can get to a place where you relinquish the control because that's the other part of wounds. We give them the control until we believe we're important enough to heal. I don't know your story. I wish I did, if I were honest with you. I think stories are beautiful, regardless of where you're at in life. I don't know your story. But if you're dealing with a wound that you haven't dealt with, or I should say, if you're not dealing with a wound, maybe, deal with it. And what does dealing with it mean? It means stop running from it. I've had friends bounce from relationship to relationship and maybe not even call it a relationship, person to person so that they didn't have to face themselves, face maybe some flaws that they had, face some trust issues that had bubbled to the surface, face some feelings that would make them vulnerable. And they thought, as long as I stay surface level with this person, I'm good. But then that person wants more, and they have to bounce. (laughs) And then the next person wants more, and they have to bounce. And they feel like every time they do it, they're three or six or ten people removed from the issue. But, But the thing about wounds is, it doesn't matter how far you go. It's still there. You can dance in the shadows all you want. It's still with you. So what do I mean about exposing a wound? I mean, stop running. Have the courage to stand still. Have the courage to figure out why you're running. Or if you have a wound like mine that caused some deep rage, (laughs) find why you're angry. Because underneath, I bet, is fear or hurt or some kind of vulnerability that you're trying to protect. And the thing is, when we stop and we have the courage to take a look at it or the courage to talk to someone about it, even if you don't know the full story, to be able to say, I think... I need to talk to someone, and here's what's going on. That's that's a huge start. 
that's the first step in really cleaning that wound out. Because you deserve to live a full, healthy, vibrant life. You don't have to carry these burdens along with you. Have you ever read um, The Things They Carry? It's a, it's a really interesting book um, about these soldiers. And the book starts off with, um, it describes all of the different things that are in these packs that these soldiers are carrying um, up this hill. And it's just, it goes in, in incredible detail. And something hit me. It's, it's, I, read, I read that book a long time ago, years ago. But it's never left me how detailed the author gets, uh, Tim O'Brien gets in it. Because it makes me think of us as humans and all the burdens that we carry, all the guilt we carry from things we've done wrong or we thought we did wrong, all the different excuses that we carry that we told ourselves or told others so we could get away from something, all the fake narratives that we have out in the world because we don't think our story is good enough. Shame, guilt, regret, fear, agony. We carry it all around with us. We package it on ourselves as if it's luggage stamps or stickers of where we've, where we've been as if we have to come with warning labels. But you don't have to come with warning labels. Where you've been has nothing to do with where you're going. It simply shows where you survived. And I hope and pray that you can begin to hear that. I hope and pray that you can understand how incredibly important your story is to the world. But you have to start by stopping. (laughs) You have to start by taking care of those wounds that you've bandaged up and hidden away. And not because you need to be some kind of superhero with a cape and not because you need to be a saint or perfect. Perfect is so freaking boring. But because you can't really feel after a while when you've been self-medicating all these wounds. And you only have this one life. I'll give you a great example. I, for a long time, just dated person to person. And it was because I was ashamed. I was ashamed how long it took me to come out. I dated not out to my family. I was ashamed that I wasn't braver than other people who were able to to come out in high school when they realized they had feelings. Um, I was ashamed of what my small community would think or what they would put my mom through because she lives right in town. I was ashamed that I was going to college to be a Christian counselor but half of my truth wasn't being told. And so I punished myself. I didn't go after who I wanted. I went after what I thought I deserved. 
I don't want you to go through that. And if you are going through that, I want to help you get out of it. Because we're not meant to live mediocre lives. Which means we're not meant to have mediocre feelings and we're not meant to love half-truths. You know what I mean? Are you getting me? You deserve to write the story you want. You deserve to have the love story you need. And it starts with you. That's what I love about coming full circle back to your own story is you have the power of choice. You have the power to change this. Now, normally, I do not like giving steps. And these aren't really going to be concrete steps. But I do want to give some kind of map and some kind of tool to help you move forward. The first thing that I want you to do, and I've said it like three times, and I'm going to say it again because some people like myself, need to be told multiple times, I want you to stop. I want you to actually take pause. I want you to think about the narrative that you're putting out there. Maybe the narrative that you've convinced yourself is your truth. And I want you as your own person to take ownership for bandaging that wound. What I mean by that, to be quite clear, is I don't think this is going to happen in a second. I think that we convince ourselves of a certain narrative and we run with it for as long as we possibly can. So it may take a couple of days or a couple of weeks, but once you do, I want you to share that with someone. Maybe maybe it's a professional counselor. I sincerely understand the need for that. Maybe it's a best friend. Maybe it's a sibling. Maybe it's a significant other or a spouse. It just depends on the wound that you're carrying around. But I want you to talk to someone. And it doesn't have to be that you think this person is going to have the answer for you. But I think it's so incredibly powerful for us to be able to share things because when we do we're able to say it out loud it's a different kind of ownership it gets released into the air and in some ways when we say it out loud and we release it into the air you can literally feel it coming off of your spirit that's the ultimate goal here is we need to take ownership so that it can begin to release from us the heaviness, the heaviness that you can't measure on a scale but has been weighing you down. And once you're able to say it out loud and in the air, everyone from there is going to have a different journey because some people, it may take a lot of steps to clean out that wound and begin to let it heal, and that's okay Please hear me. It is okay. You are going to be okay. And some people, it may be small things. Small things that you're listening and you're like, well, this isn't really account- like applicable to me because I only have these small little things that have been going on. Um, if you have to be defensive immediately, I would take pause. 
I think, I think we all have wounds that we carry. But can we identify them? And can we work on them? Because to be human is to be imperfect. And to be imperfect is to be a radical life. And that's pretty exciting. Just an opinion of mine. Everyone's going to have a different path. That's the best part of writing your own story. It doesn't mirror anybody else. It's your story and you write it. But when you go and you identify those things, you know, make an emotional list or mental list or if you're an actual list writer, you can write them down. Whatever is going to be helpful for you. But begin to, to really invest in the steps forward. Don't just say, oh, yeah, I have trust issues identified and you're done, right? Like that doesn't, that doesn't do anything. That's like taking the bandage off, slapping some Neosporin on and then hiding it back away. Like, yeah, it'll help for a minute, but it's not actually cleaning it out, right? What's more important is saying I have trust issues and digging below the surface You know, that emotion that's protecting the other emotions. What incident or incidences or human created that? And how did they create it? Not they cheated on me or my father left home or or whatever it is. Those Those are significant moments. But why did that trigger it? Because other people have been cheated on and they've been able to love again and other fathers have left and that I have a friend whose father left and he is one of the most incredible dads I have ever seen um so someone else responded differently and that's okay I'm not minimizing your pain or your story I get it I have my own wounds that I've had to wash out but what I'm saying is why did it trigger for you what did it trigger in you And that's a very brave conversation to have with yourself or with someone you trust because that's going to dig to the root of it. That's going to actually begin to clean out the infection. You have to understand the next layer to be able to release it. And I promise you, you are going to be a better human for it. I promise you because you deserve a full life and a full story. Battle wounds are inevitable in life. I very sincerely do not know anyone who's been untouched by pain. But healing and hope and love and grace, those are real things too. As present as pain can be, as heartache can be, so can healing. And if you hear nothing else in this message, I want you to hear this. You are worth fighting for. And sometimes that means finding healing and closure and hope. Find someone, talk to someone, or be the person that someone needs to listen to. Peace and love.